Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. Hey, Fried Fam. This episode that we're about to do has been a long time coming. This is a very special hashtag straight from Kate that I literally couldn't have written before today because I have needed to study these things for years before I could consolidate them and bring them to you in a readable normal format or listenable, I guess. Right now I'm reading, so, but listenable for you. As I say that, I know that it might seem that I'm about to give you an extremely comprehensive overview. And I want you to keep in your mind as you listen today that I'm not going to be covering every single possible thing. So today is about risk factors for burnout, a holistic view of the risk factors for burnout, talking about all of the things that contribute. Because I can't cover every single risk factor, I want you to know why I won't cover every single risk factor. And there are two reasons. Number one is that the risk factor that you're thinking of that's applicable in your life might fall under the umbrella of one of the risk factors that I will mention. I really did try to consolidate things to make this episode fit into its normal 15 to 20 minute segment. It would have to be a full audiobook to cover everything in depth. The second reason that I might not cover it is that I might not know about it yet. There is always more to learn. I am a burnout expert and I still do not know everything. Back in 2016, when I started reading research, there was a year's worth of research to read through. Since that time, the research has blown up and I can't even keep up with it. But that's why I decided to go back to school and further my education for you. I have two more semesters until I'm finished with my biobehavioral health degree from Penn State. I have learned so much and I'm so grateful for the chance to learn as an adult. It really is a, a whole different way of absorbing information and having access to the neuro, newest neuroscience and research has really informed how I view burnout as a whole big picture. My natural way of looking at things is through a holistic view. Because I spent 15 years as an acupuncturist and add the four years before that, we're looking at almost 20 years of holistic thinking. The way that I view the body and health and systems is that they are all interrelated. So burnout 
doesn't separate from that, right? That this is just another syndrome that we can talk about through the guise of many different views. I have split the risk factors up into categories to make them easier to understand. And when I made a poster for them, I tried to make a poster to use on LinkedIn and I tried to make arrows going between the risk factors that affect one another. And by the time I finished, it looked like a flight map over JFK. There were lines going everywhere. So with that in mind, I want you to hold the idea as we move through these factors that most of these factors are multidirectional and will affect other factors in various ways. So we might be talking about some sort of family trauma, and you have to know that that affects your environment, and that also affects your health, and it also affects your sense of self and how you function in the world, right? So there's a lot going on here. Everything affects everything else. And I think this is why we have such a hard time coming to a consensus on burnout, because there are so many factors and so much multidirectionality that it can be hard to have a full grasp on. The six categories that we're going to work through today are workplace, family, self, which is sort of beliefs and programming, culture, environment, and health. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to scifoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. I'm going to start at workplace because that's where we have the most direct research. And there's a reference list in the show notes. So please feel free to check all of those out. Workload, specifically a combination of high demand and low autonomy, like feeling like you don't have a lot of control, is a known factor for burnout. Long hours, just heavy workload, just a lot of hours, a lot of hours of work, is another factor. A study that was combined between the World Health Organization and the International Labor Org showed that working 55 plus hours a week resulted in approximately three quarters of a million deaths over the course of a year through stroke and heart attack mostly. And this was shown to be especially true for those over 45. So we're talking about a heavy, super heavy workload, working a lot of hours. And if you have been trying to convince yourself that when you were 24, you could work 60 hours a week and it was fine and you still want to be able to do it at 47, you might need to readjust your expectations because we're not even talking about just burnout anymore. We're talking about 
death. Like we're talking about literally working yourself to death. So if it's time to cut your hours back, find a way, right? The other factors associated with the workplace in the research are a lack of community, a lack of fairness, a lack of praise and recognition, and a values mismatch. These are all in research done by Christina Moslach and her team. There is something that I will add to this list after doing this work for years, and that is a lack of psychological safety. This is especially true for women, women of color, and those with disabilities, and anyone who deals with an ism of any shape. Next, we're going to go into family. The majority of your family of origins contributions will be related to trauma and attachment styles. So if you were a parentified child, if one or both of your parents was an alcoholic or an addict, if you are a first-generation immigrant and you feel uber-pressured to succeed and do it with intense gratitude for what your family gave up, if one or both of your parents or caregivers had a mental health disorder, any one or combination of the above things will put you at a higher risk for burnout. Now, that's your family of origin, but family also counts family now. So if your current family has a narcissist, a chronically ill member that requires extra care, a mental disorder, or unhealthy attachment styles, that will add to your risk load as well. So we have to look, when we're looking at family, we need to look at family of origin and current family. From family, we'll move into culture. I know I'm doing this quickly, but I just want you to have an overview today. In this instance, I'm going to apologize to my international listeners because I'm going to be speaking about the overarching culture in the United States. I'm sure that you'll be able to find parallels or be aware of your own cultural influences as we work through this short list. In the U.S., two of our top 10 values as a country are hard work and individualism. We just mentioned that overworking can literally kill you, and it's been shown that we become more resilient by leaning on our communities. So the opposite of individualism, right? The opposite of doing everything by yourself. So I'm not sure what we're trying to get out of those two, but they aren't always serving us. Additionally, on a cultural level, gender role conformity can be a risk factor for people. Advertising and marketing and the endless striving for achievement and moreness can put you at risk. And lastly, and likely most importantly, again, this is a cultural thing as well as um, a work thing. Being victim to any of the isms will put you at an increased risk for burnout. This includes racism, sexism, ableism, ageism, anti-LGBTQ&A behavior, and more. All right. So this is family. Self. Now, this one is tough because most of these are related to family things and culture things. And yet, because we've internalized those family and culture things and created processes out of them and programming out of them, they are ours to deal with. Is it fair that we have to deal with them? No, but dealing with them is extremely helpful. This list includes things like perfectionism, people-pleasing, lack of boundaries, Difficulty asking for help, extreme independence and feelings of responsibility, raising hand emoji, and a lack of clearly defined values. Working on these things is often the focus of many burnout recovery and prevention courses and coaching and is really very highly effective, even though there are so many other factors. I want to remind you and bring you back to this idea of multidirectionality between factors. So because most of the factors that we're talking about today are multidirectional, 
by shifting and healing in the places where you have control, which is largely in this self realm, you will affect change in other risk factor areas, right? So just because risk factors can work negatively on one another, they can also work positively on one another. So when you're mitigating a risk factor in one zone, it can help a risk factor in another zone. So the help and the benefits also are multidirectional. And I think that's really important to consider and to have in your mind that you, you don't have to deal with all of these things at once. You can focus on one thing at a time and really still make very, very big change. The next category is health. I separated this from self because I wanted you to have an area that's really focused on physical and mental health and how that affects your risk for burnout. So if you have a chronic illness that leaves you with less energy than others, but you're also a perfectionist, so we're back in the self category, you might push yourself too far too often and suffer majorly for it, right? If you suffer from depression, anxiety, bipolar, or other mental health issues, you will be more likely to burn out because your stress response system is not going to be as adequate as maybe some other people's. Additionally, you might have a genetic or epigenetic information that dampens your body's ability to respond to stress. So for instance, if your mother was very stressed during your pregnancy, your stress management gene might be turned off through some epigenetic work, and you might be chronically high or low in the stress hormone from the time of infancy, right? So, <clears throat> so this isn't just like you know, your mom was stressed out, so you don't have any coping mechanisms. This is actually on a genetic level. There might be some shifts that prevent your stress management system from working the way that it is supposed to. That's really important to understand. Can If it is an epigenetic change, we can affect change on it because epigenetics are, are fluid, right? We can, we can move them. They can change. But it does require a lot of self-care. It does require eating the right foods and things like meditation and uh, breathing exercises and being around people that really love you and things that we know will shift an epigenetic cycle. The last category that I want to run through with you today is environment. This is something that is almost always overlooked in the burnout world and is really very critical. So I'm going to start with, if you do not have access to or take advantage of access to green space being in nature, your overall health will suffer and your energy will suffer and increases your risk of burnout. If you are someone who is very attached to your phone, again, raising hand emoji, like no judgment, just is what it is especially between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m., you'll interrupt your sleeping patterns, your hormonal patterns, and therefore you will be more prone to burnout because your stress response system won't work the way that it's supposed to. If you never see dusk or dawn, right? So there is something in, uh, there are retinal cells, so cells in your eyes that respond particularly to dusk and dawn light in nature. And when they respond to them, they set off this cascade of hormonal information in your body. They help to regulate hormones and sleep and more. And when you don't ever see dusk or dawn with your eyes, like actually see it, then you are increasing your risk for burnout because your body is not following its natural circadian rhythm with ease, right? Other things about environment are feeling safe. So if there's a lack of physical safety in your home or your neighborhood, 
you will be at a higher risk for burnout because having to be on edge and be aware and be hypervigilant costs you a lot of stress energy, right? So having lack of access to safety and lack of access to beauty inside and outside your home, all of these things will increase your burnout risk factors. So that is the full list. I really do think that if there's a risk factor that you're like, well, I know this was definitely a part of my situation, then I want you to throw it in the Facebook group. Let us know. So something that just popped into my head is bullying. And that can be in the workplace, in the family, in the environment, right? Like that can happen in a lot of different places. And that would also coincide with the overarching theme of trauma, right? So if there's something that you're thinking of, I want you to bring it up because A, we might be able to explain how it's connected to other things. And B, you might be bringing something up that we haven't considered yet and you'll help us learn. All of us, especially because in the Facebook group, we are well over a thousand people now. And so having your input and seeing what people are saying to each other really helps us gather a good amount of information and helps us see where we need to go next, what we should be researching next, what we should be talking about and, and all of that. So I think that's really important. This is a big, this is a lot of information. Maybe I'll say it that way. And I don't want you to use this to sort of dampen your recoverability your bounce back ability. I want you to just be aware of these things because a lot of these things have nothing to do with you personally, right? Have They affect your life personally, but none of them are your fault. And if they're affecting you, you might be able to give yourself a little bit of break, buy yourself a little bit of grace for how you're feeling because you can't be in control of all of these things. It's not actually physically possible. And it might also encourage you, this is my hope, and it will encourage you to focus on one factor because you understand now that the factors are multidirectional in both positive and negative ways. So if you really work on one thing, one small thing, that can actually end up affecting almost everything else. A lot of times with people, we start with really, really simple work. We joke on the podcast all the time about peeing when you have to pee and drinking out of mugs that you love. I mean both of those things. I want you to do them. We joke, but I'm really serious. These simple things can make big changes when done persistently and consistently over time. So I hope this un helps you to understand the overarching risk factors for burnout a little bit better gives you a little bit of better view into why you might be in this situation, maybe some things that you hadn't considered before, like your you know, mother's health and, and stress levels during her pregnancy could be affecting your ability to handle burnout today, right? Or to handle stress that led to burnout over the course of your life. This is not all about just you. This is about the million factors that affect your life every single day. All right. I hope this is helpful. Again, all of the research will be in the show notes and I'll see you in the Facebook group. All right. Bye. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more.
Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried The Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan